Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now to the controversies surrounding uh, the appointment of Catherine Sapone as a special envoy to the United Nations. Earlier this morning I spoke uh, with uh, the European Affairs Minister, Thomas Byrne, who's the Fianna Fáil TD for Meath East. And as you know, the Department of Foreign Affairs says it's going to publish a lot of documentation today. I think it's going to be around 150 documents, uh, which will give a clear insight into how Ms. Sapone was appointed. And I asked Minister Byrne this morning, what can we expect to read in these documents? And will it bring about an end to the issue? Well, I, I sincerely hope that it does bring an end to the issue between today and the Minister's questioning tomorrow. I mean, the Department, as I understand it, is going to publish all documentation this afternoon. Uh, I haven't seen it, but my understanding is that it will go some way to clarifying matters. And look, undoubtedly, it will explain the situation or at least show what happened. Undoubtedly, as well, there will be coarse questions coming out of any, any release of documents. Uh, but I certainly understand and hope that it will go some way to clarifying matters. And indeed, uh, Minister Coveney will be speaking before the Electors Committee. That is right and proper. And I certainly hope that that will um, you know, give members of that committee, to whom he is accountable as a minister, we're all accountable to us as all and as ministers, and uh, that will, I hope, uh, give the answers that committee members and, and members of the of the Dáil are entitled. Have you any questions yourself, Minister, or has this been explained to you? Well, I haven't spoken to Minister Coveney about it, but I mean, the, the questions are, are for members of the Dáil who aren't ministers, it's ministers who are accountable to the Dáil, so it's members of the Dáil who are going to be asking Minister Coveney the questions. So they're, they're the questions, we've heard the questions that are being asked, and they're the questions that he's going to have to answer, whatever's put to him. But do you, do you have any questions yourself about what's happened over this course well, last week in particular? Well, look, I mean, what I would like to see is full clarity. I mean, Minister Coveney has explained, you know, so far his position on this, and I think I, like everybody else, uh, want him to absolutely clarify exactly what happened uh, in relation to text messages, in relation to any outstanding questions that are there about the appointment. Um, and that, that's what I want to do. I mean, I think that the whole country is interested in making sure that this is dealt with. The government has huge, hugely important items to be going ahead with, for example, that obviously the housing issue at the moment as well. You know, the pandemic is obviously top of the agenda there as well. And this, as you say, is a distraction. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully, um, I sincerely hope that the Congress will be able to, that Coffey will be able to uh, answer the questions and give satisfaction to committee members. Look, he won't give satisfaction to absolutely everybody. Um, but I think, he, you know, he needs, and I expect he intends, uh, to give a completely full picture of what happened 
um, and to, to answer every question that's put to him. Are you concerned uh, that uh, he may have breached uh, the freedom of information legislation by deleting text messages? Um, again, you have to answer that question. I mean, the, the Freedom of Information Act, I think it's very, very specific about deletions. That once an FOI request has been made, you can't delete documents. Um, in general, apart from that, it's good practice, of course, to file documents away. So again, Minister Coven, you have to answer that question. I, I certainly have no information about that. Mm. Is it of concern to you? Well, it's of, of course it's of concern that um, this issue, I mean, the, the, F, the FOI Act is very, very clear, but again, he has given an explanation so far that there's going to be questions on it. Commission, give clarity, we'll have to wait to see what he says tomorrow. Um, so I, I'd be very surprised if uh, it turns out that what he said isn't the case. And he has said that it's all the fact he has said and that that is why he deletes text messages on a regular basis. He's mm. going to be questioned uh, by committee members on that. Um, and I absolutely hope and I believe that he intends to uh, give give his answers to that. OK. Uh, do you believe that Catherine Sapone was lobbying for the job by making contact with uh, Leo Vratker? It, it certainly looks... I'm not sure whether I go as far as lobbying, but she was certainly inquiring after it. And there's absolutely no doubt about that. The text messages that Thomas issued certainly demonstrate that, yeah. Mm. And um, what does that mean, um, actually? What does that mean uh, in terms of how that was handled by the ministers? Look, there's there's no doubt. I mean, Catherine Zappone was an independent minister in the mm. last government. I mean, there was ab- absolutely a lack of transparency around her appointment because it wasn't publicly advertised. Publicly advertised. Mm. That, of course, has raised questions. There's no surprise in that. Okay, but the and same rules uh, apply to you or anybody else uh, in terms of lobbying. If you received a text message like that, uh, how would you have responded or, or what is the appropriate way to respond? Is, is it appropriate to follow it up and check with the minister? Well, to be quite honest... I wouldn't respond um, if, if I received a question, a, a text like that. Um, it's not. It's not for. It's not. I, I think that that inter, you know goes goes, mm. goes into the process, and the process should be kept separate. Mm. Um, I think. Look, the public are completely sick to the teeth of cronyism in Irish public life. And mm. I think this government has to do as much as possible to try to combat cronyism in mm. politics. That's why most appointments should go through an independent process, and the public appointment service mm. is there to stop that, and that's been brought in for state boards. But Leo Ratker um, so contacted is- Simon Coveney after getting the text message from Catherine Sapone. Uh, had you or any uh, other politician done that, uh, you would believe that's wrong. Uh, should there be a consequence for Leo Ratker after him doing that? Well, look, I mean, I... I, I wouldn't have done it because I, I think it's, you're just better off just not getting involved in that if there's a process there to appoint somebody okay. or if there's any kind of public procedure around that. No, I wouldn't get involved. You, you, you believe it was wrong, but you're, 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 you're clearly not no, no, going not to say that something should happen no, no. as a result of it. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, there must be full accountability and that's why the mm. Congress has published all the information that he's got. But I would say this, though, that it's, it looks to me more in the nature of an inquiry rather than lobbying, please, please, please give me this job. Um, now, as I said, I wouldn't have followed it up. I think that's probably wasn't the right approach. Mm. But then you say that that's what are the consequences for that? Well, then the, the, the consequence for a minister for doing something is ultimately losing their job. Mm. I'm not sure that if, if, if that should be the consequence of this case. I, I don't think so, quite frankly. Okay. Uh, and are you concerned that there's a, another distraction today, and a, a very big distraction at that, uh, with uh, the Taunch photographed at a, a music festival in the UK? 
No, I'm not concerned about that, actually. No, I mean, I think, look, I mean, it's it's a pity that, you know, the, the rules are different in the UK mm. than they are in this country. But I think I, I firmly believe Tonis is entitled to a private life. I have to say I'm very, very firm on that. OK, because last week uh, we were asking uh, if members of Fine Fáil were being told uh, by Fine Gael uh, to do what Fine Gael says uh, and not what Fine Gael does. Uh, the people of this country might be asking today if Leo Radker is saying to them, do what Leo Radker says, not what Leo Radker does. Well, everybody in, in this country is entitled to travel to the UK or indeed anywhere else in the European Union. In fact, but is it not a bit hypocritical that, that the Taunister was saying a week ago that it's definitely not uh, an example to follow? Uh, to uh, have uh, these events take place, uh, that they're just too risky? Well, I, I'm not aware of what the Tonish has said about that, but I do know that it was on the front page of the paper looking for electric picnic to go ahead. Now, I'm not here to defend them on this particular issue, but neither am I going to criticise We have We have fought for years to have a common travel area between Ireland and Britain through the Brexit process. We've also fought through the pandemic to make sure that our country is as vaccinated as possible to allow travel to open up between Ireland and Britain and Ireland and the European Union again. So I'm not going to defend um, what he does, but I am mm. not going to criticise him for travelling to the UK. Absolutely no way. Mm. I, I think uh, the hope was, or at least it's been reported, that the hope was that when Fianna Fáil holds its thinking this week uh, that the Housing for All plan uh, would have dominated the minds of members. Uh, will that be the case, or will you be talking about the mighty hoopla, or will you be talking about uh, the little piglet, or what will be the topics for discussion? Well, I don't know what the mighty hoopla or the little piglet are, quite frankly, Michael, and what are the what are, I guess most people listening to your show do either. Um, the housing for all plan has is of huge concern to Fianna Fáil. It's the reason we want we're in government. It's, the, it's, our, it's our entire mission what we want to do in government to solve the housing crisis is the signal issue, the biggest issue in the general election, is the biggest issue facing this country at the moment. And yes, there are, there are distractions, and yes, they are unwelcome, but we have got to keep our minds as a party focused on what the end result will be. Because you come to the next election, people want to see what are the results of this government. I would say that absolutely no one will mention Zappone, absolutely no one will mention uh, a concert uh, in London in a weekend in September. But people will want to see what did you, as Fianna Fáil and government, do to make sure um, my son or my friends or me or whether I got housed in this government, whether it's just social housing, whether it's just affordable housing or whether it's just been able to buy a house in the market. They are the questions we'll be asked. And that's why we're in government and that's what we should be held accountable to over the term of this government. And I certainly want to keep my focus on that issue uh, because it is so mm. important, not just, I mean, I, I mentioned this in a political context in terms of the election, but it's so important for the welfare of the people of Ireland uh, and, 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 and the welfare of our society. And that's why I certainly want to focus on that. I'm happy to do it. If you want to focus on other things, of course, we're, we're politicians going to talk about political events. Mm. But I, I think that the main focus will actually be on housing, will be on the pandemic, and will be on the economic recovery that is happening, by the way, to a much greater extent than most of the European countries. Mm. You know, thanks to the people of Ireland and the government of Ireland giving direction, we're going to make sure that continues. Mm. I think you're right. Uh, I think people listening to the programme, most of us wouldn't know what uh, the mighty hoopla or the little piglet are. Uh, at least that would have been the case uh, a week ago. Unfortunately, uh, it's front page news now, so we're all uh, becoming familiar with uh, these names. Uh, and therein lies uh, the problem politically. Uh, if the next election was in a couple of years' time, uh, there'd be no mention of those things. The problem that you're facing now is uh, that they're the kind of issues that uh, could force a, an unexpected 
general election uh, because of the fallout from them? Well, I can tell you what, if they did, Michael, they'd be forgotten after 24 hours. Mm. We'd be back to the most important missions of the campaign. That's well, we had James Lawless on the programme last week uh, saying uh, that uh, the text messages and the little piglet and uh, the Saponavir uh, could uh, merit resignations. Uh, Barry Cowan was very unhappy, uh, and there's problems uh, in relation to all of this, and in particular in your party in Fianna Fáil. Look, it's absolutely clear that Minister Coveney has questions to answer still. That's why he's going before the Oireachtas Committee to answer questions. He, I, I hope he'll be, given, he'll be able to give an absolutely full account of his actions. That's what he's required to do. And committee members are going to win there. No doubt they're preparing as best they can to ask the toughest possible questions, to look at what was said last week and to ask questions for that again. And it's the job of TDs. And it is the responsibility mm-hmm. of ministers to go, with it, go in there, prepare for it, give the answers give the explanations. We have to account for absolutely everything we do uh, as ministers. Uh, and that's what Simon Coveney has to do. That's what I want mm-hmm. him to do. That's what he needs to do. And that's, that's what I understand he will do tomorrow. Okay. So um, if in so, time we look so back on this, if in time, sorry, if we look back on this as a, a storm in a, a teacup and it blows over in the next couple of days and the next election uh, is in a, a couple of years' time, uh, will the housing crisis uh, be solved or part solved by that stage? Well, I think, I think it has to be. Um, and, and we have an, a moral and political uh, duty to do that. Um, that. That's why we're in government. That's, we, we have to do this. We have to provide housing. It's, it's really what us as politicians should be thinking about all the time. Because everything else flows from that. For example, wages. People you know, need higher wages in Ireland because our housing costs are so high. People, you know, the cost of living is higher because of housing. Everything else flows from that. Communities need people to live in the communities. They need houses there. You know, you see that in many rural areas. So, so this is an absolutely moral question for me. That's why the government has spent and Darabin has meant to spend so long uh, preparing this housing for all plan to get a fresh start uh, into housing, to look at every possible avenue of what is possible with housing, what we can do, what's not possible, and rule that out if it's not going to happen. To say, right, this is what we can do over the next few years, and this is what we are going to do over the next few years. And there's a detailed plan there now. Uh, We're already starting to see some of the results of that, uh, and I have absolutely no doubt that this would be what we need. And we're going to have to keep keep an eye on this, you know, all the time. Again, Minister will have to be held to account as well by members of the Dáil. That's that's their job. But also the government, we're going to have to make sure, right, you know, here's what we said we'd do, are we doing it, what do we need to do, let's keep doing this or let's change that. So, so this is the signature issue, not just for Irish politics, but for Irish society. It is ingrained into our psyche over hundreds of years. Our housing costs are too high, it's too difficult to get a house, and that is changing now because of actions that the Fianna Fáil government has taken. Okay, Minister, we leave it there. Thank you indeed for joining us this morning. Thanks, Michael. The Minister for European Affairs, Fianna Fáil TD for Meath East. Thomas Byrne was speaking to me before we came on air today. Michael Reed on LMFM. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.